Well, hi guys. Welcome to Ghosted Stories. I'm Chelsea. I'm Erin. This is so fun that we're all together again. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> private Ghosted Stories, guys. We just really wanted to spend some time with you. It's, how check in? Yeah. See how you're doing by reading your emails because yes. you guys have been sending us great emails with your ghosted stories and we and even nothing have brings us more joy literally nothing except maybe this delicious wine that we're drinking and we even have a follow-up if you've if you've been listening to all the episodes we had a listener write in and just do like a teaser email Ugh, it was great and we said give us more she just wetted our palate and we just <laughs> we demanded <laughs> and she delivered so yes. we have that we have the the juice on that one and uh yeah we have a lot of a lot of good stuff to get to but uh first <laughs> So we don't have a guest today. So I was thinking, what's something that would be interesting to talk about? For topical shit. For topical shit. And something that I think uh, doesn't get talked about enough, and I really want to change that, is letting the dream die, which I feel Mm. like is a very important part of when you do start a relationship. Because all of our little ghosties and mediums out there, I really believe if you want it, you'll one day get it. And Ghosties. uh, Is that what our fans are called? That's what I just named them. I love um ghosties ghosties hi ghosties yeah I think and something that happened to me in a very like real way when I started dating Pat because I think I always joke that like before Pat I don't think I was ever in a relationship where he would also agree we're in a relationship (laughs) which isn't true (laughs) wait 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 (laughs) you think that you thought that you were in a relationship with him before he realized no Pat but like the other guys that I dated I felt like it was always just like a very like I don't know I was young and I was like a bartender and a waitress. It. So I was just so like. So you thought that was a relationship with those guys. Yeah. When they were just like, eh, we're fucking. Exactly. Got it. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it's just. It was the tw- it was the 20s. No, it wasn't. It was the, <laughs> it was the aughts. And I was 20. The roaring 20s. And it was, you know, whatever. So I feel like something that happened, though, when I started dating Pat is like, I think I knew pretty early on that he was somebody that I wanted to be very serious with for a long time. And how soon do you think you knew? I think I knew in like two, three weeks. Wow. I don't think that I said, I certainly didn't say that to him. Of course. But, um, yeah, I think in my heart I knew like he was somebody special. special. Yeah. It was something I really liked. Um, and there was a melancholy that came on the heels of that, that I didn't, was not expecting. Oh, go on. And it was something where it's like, I, you know, had been, single for a long time or in these like weird casual situations for so long that every night when I would go out I didn't go out every night when I went out it would always be like oh maybe I'll meet him today or like maybe this or maybe that and like maybe he'll be this kind of person and maybe he'll be that kind of person my husband could be in this bar right now exactly or every time you have like a cute interaction with a stranger you're like ooh, like maybe this is the start of our love story you know Uh uh-huh absolutely just real corny shit which is what I'm about absolutely and amongst us aren't exactly who doesn't love a good meet cute and then, so obvi- so when I started dating Pat and I realized like, we were serious, I was like, oh, so this is it. Like, now I know how the story begins. Yeah. We're in the story. The we're story in is the now. Story. Yeah. And it was like, and Pat is, I, I think he's very handsome. He's very tall. He's very funny. He's, he's very listening right now. He's very listening right now. He like, you know, he treats me really well, but it's also, he's a human being. And you're like, okay, yeah. so this is the human being I end up with as opposed to like this <laughs> fantasy that I've had yeah. that no person, human being could live up to. Right. And so it's about, you know, oh, this is just actually you. Oh, he's oh. just like a person. You're just a real life boy. 
a fallible boy. Yeah, who like isn't perfect. Um, even despite what his mother insists. But I think, you know, and so I think there's a melancholy that comes with that. And yeah. I think it's something that I like mentioned. now if I go out, I'm not meeting anybody. I, I know how it ends. It's, <laughs> no, already, it's ended. It ends with Pat rubbing my back as I vomit at 3 a.m. Thanks, babe. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know, there's a little bit of that excitement that, that is gone from your life. And there's a new excitement that replaces it. But it is... I think a real feeling and it's something that I talked at the time to my girlfriends who were in uh, serious relationships and they are all like, yeah, 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 that's the thing. I'm like, how come nobody talks about this part of starting a relationship? Because it was like, obviously when I started dating him, it was like butterflies and every time he texted me, I was very excited and like count down the days till I saw him again. But it was, but there was that little part too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the topical shit. Well, from six or seven years ago. I six yeah we still haven't decided we still haven't gotten to the bottom of how long something's Aaron happening and in together. February guys <laughs> I think it's six we're gonna go with six <laughs> but then there's obviously um comfort in the familiarity yes oh yeah yeah it's I like think it's a temporary feeling right I don't feel that currently off. but right. it's like I do think that's a yeah, I think that's like as you start a relationship and I think as you start a relationship that you know is going to be a long-term relationship. Yeah. You're sort of like, okay, I have to put that to bed, you know, and move forward with this actual right. alive person. Right. Creating a relationship with somebody. It's like great, but it's also work. Yeah. It's just something. And I think sometimes people when they start to be in a serious relationship or when they're with somebody who they think they could be in a serious relationship with sometimes will shy away from it in a real way because they are like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. To give up this. Well, that all comes back to, I mean, timing being everything obviously. And also I think part of the factor playing in is that it's the, and this is obviously not exactly what we're talking about, but I think it kind of dovetails. It's like a tangential feeling of, when you really realize like, Oh, I either, wow, I am in love with this person or I could be in love with this person. And it's like that, Oh shit moment of like, this is scary actually. Right. Because you're, you realize how vulnerable it is and you realize like how, what the fuck, like my emotions, someone else is now in charge of my emotions. Someone else Mm -hmm. is now dictating, could like crush my emotions you know and especially if you've been single for a long time which you before pat and then you know i was single for a long time too and then it's such a scary this is actually well because i'm in a relationship right now and we were actually just talking about this like last night really yeah well i didn't tell her what my topical stuff was gonna be so i I know i had my little uh nest that i implanted in your room really working for me My cat is not actually a real cat. It's a robot cat that records my feelings it's and thoughts. World. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Analyst Tanuki. Analyze. But that is funny. Yeah. Because, I mean, we just kind of came up with this topical shit on the spot. And, yeah, I did not tell you about this. But um, we were talking just last night kind of about both of these things and talking about how um, both of us were just, I mean, very dating a lot, dating a lot of people, dating for a long time, like single for a long Mm -hmm. time. And it had like, you know, a couple of like more serious relationships in the past, but mostly just kind of like dating casually or dating with people very short term and out there. And we both at the time when we met 
both happened to and didn't necessarily talk about this at the time. We a little bit did, but then we just more got into it very recently about how we both at the time when we met were very like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like we're looking for someone, you know, to yeah, that's a big with, part of it, which is everything. I mean, you know, you want to believe and not to say that obviously there's so many other factors, but I think that's the biggest factor that we almost as humans, cause we want it to be more like, magical and meant to be and soulmates and it's like sure you have to have a lot of other things have to align but timing and just the state of mind you're in is such a big because you could have all those things aligned and one of you could be completely closed off to it if you weren't in that headspace and then also similarly we're talking about this too about how your emotions are in my hand and you could just like crush them I'm like I know that's fucking his emotions are in your hand right yeah. and he's like that is, I'm like that's what this is like it's fucking scary it's it's scary to what you're giving up and what you're gaining at the same time you know what I mean yeah I remember after I'd been with Pat probably for like less than a month but maybe like whatever around a month and saying to one of my girlfriends that I was like I think now if something was happening or he was to break up with me like it, this would really hurt in a way that I think would be different from any other time that I've had a relationship right. end. And that is the scariest part. Cause you're like, okay, well like I'm really opening up myself to you. And then this could end very badly. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of emotions that happen that are like a little bit more melancholy or a little bit more scary when you start a relationship that I think people don't talk about. Cause it's supposed to be this like beautiful time. And you just want to like fucking bone all the time. Right. And, like just <laughs> look into each other's eyes. And it's like, yeah, but also there's another part that you like fucking journal about or something that's yeah. like a little bit scary. Absolutely. That they don't tell you about. They don't teach Nora you that Efron, you didn't prepare me for this. God damn it. Um, all right, great. Well. <laughs> anyway, good luck, guys. <laughs> have fun. I mean, you just Look. have to work through it like you work through any emotion. Right. But, you know, you're not alone if you're feeling, if you're in the start of a relationship and you're feeling, you know, terrified and wheezy like it's normal it's okay yeah. you're gonna do great you're gonna it's, you're gonna you're doing great <laughs> you're gonna be fine everyone loves you um okay great so now we're gonna read some listener emails listener emails this is so exciting and please email us anytime at oh please never stop emailing us because the amount of joy it brings me is just infinite infinite Ghost- cannot be calculated <laughs> uh ghosted stories podcast at gmail.com and while you're at it like us on facebook ghosted stories and follow us on twitter ghosted stories and follow us on instagram ghosted stories podcast sorry that there's a combination of ghosted stories and ghosted stories podcast just uh, and also if you own the accounts ghosted stories that I'll isn't us out. yeah talk to us do you we can pay you 11 dollars for those domains oh um okay it's three star <laughs> So our first email is from Miranda, who Miranda we was love the one. Miranda. <laughs> she followed up with us. She was the one that sent her uh, sent us a teaser email a few weeks ago, and then she came back and told us the whole thing. I'm just gonna dive in with a, a solid radio voice here. Should we go for it? I am so excited, and I also just want to say, if Miranda's listening, your name is fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like you should be like a superhero pseudonym, or just like a really tough investigative reporter, like. I, I identify because I always felt like a Miranda from Sex and the City. I feel like I identify most with Miranda. Did you? What a... Whew, okay. You don't think so? I just feel like she's sort of like about her doing her shit and like didn't... Well, she ended up Miss having friend. a kid, but she didn't necessarily care about having a kid before. And she's sort of like... I don't know. 
eating Chinese food alone with her cat, choking to death and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, that's me. That's how I'm going <laughs> to die. I, this is, guys, we're learning things at the same time right now. I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm kind of a Miranda. All right. This is from Miranda. Not the Sex and the City one, but the emailing ghosty one. Um, Chelsea Naren. Thank you for the shout out. It actually scared me when you said my name while I was listening. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope my story can live up to your expectations. Oh, it does, Miranda. Let's set the scene. I live in a smallish city in Ontario, Canada. All through elementary school, I was kind of the odd girl out. I can relate. I used to get bullied. If you weren't an odd girl out, I don't want to know you. Who are you? Get out of here. I used to get bullied by kids for my red hair and freckles and never got much attention from boys. Miranda, also, you're gorgeous. Also, you look like Miranda from Sex and the City. Fast forward to high school when I finally grew into myself. Part of the freshman experience was activities with peer mentors. Well, this is where I met my ghost. Let's call him Nearly Headless Nick or just Nick. (laughs) I like it. I was 14 going on 15 and Nick was in grade 12, but was already 18 or 19. Nick was the cute older guy that mostly all the girls swooned over. I was quote unquote lucky enough to get his attention. We hung out for a while, but eventually he started dating another girl. He would still text me and flirt all the time. Around April or May, they broke up. I was having a bad day and Nick offered to walk me home. We stepped in a park to, or we stopped in a park and probably stepped there <laughs> to talk when he kissed me. This was like my first real kiss and it was pretty intense, but Nick didn't want anyone to know about it and I wasn't allowed to date him. So we kept it a secret and made out a bunch of times after that. One night in the summer, we were texting each other. I was bored and he said he was nearby my house. I lived basically in the attic, but it was basically a full apartment. So he came over late at night, sneaking up into my bedroom, up the side of the house, over the roof, and through the window. Sneaky. Well, little Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> regular Peter Parker over here. <laughs> We were just cuddled up in my bed watching TV when he started to kiss me. He said awful lines like, I wish I could be your boyfriend, uh, that at the time seemed to be so romantic and now make me want to barf. His hands lingered, but I confidently put up my shield and told him, no. Good job, job, Miranda. (laughs) I said something like. No means no. (laughs) I said something like, I can't have sex for the first time with someone that can't even be my boyfriend and has to keep it a secret. Parentheses. Aria could learn a thing or two from me. <laughs> I have a feeling she listens to my other podcast about Pretty Little Liars, Cabernet and A. Eventually, we fell asleep, and in the morning, I let him out after my dad went to work. I never heard him, n- never heard from him again after that. I texted him, Facebook messaged him, and nothing. I was crushed. After that, I realized he wanted to befriend me, just to have sex and once, um, oh, one, just to have sex. And once I closed that door, he vanished. Whoosh. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I love, I have a loving boyfriend now, but the weird part is his cousin is like best friends with Nick, who's now married with kids and a born again Christian. So uh. it worked out for the best. Yes, it did, Miranda. Anyways, thanks for listening to my ghosted story. I love listening to ladies. I love the podcast, especially when you do the business. It feels like I'm catching up with old friends. Very thanks. nice. I like that we also make sure to read uh, the part where they're just blowing smoke up our asses. <laughs> fuck yeah that's like the best reason to read it (laughs) um so that was miranda you were ghosted in such a precious time in your life i know but good for you for no i'm real proud she shut it down so she shut it down like better than i feel like i could have at my ripe old age just being like i'm not gonna have sex with you if you can't even be my boyfriend like good on you have standards keep the standards especially oh my god i would have given it up so fast it would have been horrible i probably would have too and then i would have regret it the rest of my life oh yeah then we would have a podcast just about that about me and nick (laughs) 
Miranda, you're wise beyond your years. Yeah, that was a very good story. We're very proud of you. Yeah, Godspeed. Godspeed. He seems like an asshole. Do you, yeah. do you want to read one? And then Aaron? he found Jesus. Or do you yeah. want me to read it? I'll Here. read Ghost Driver. All right, do it. Also, if you give yourself like a great email title, I'm so excited. Yeah, about we're it. in. This one's titled Ghost Driver. Ghost Rider. And so I guess we shouldn't say people's last names, right? Yeah, probably not. So we're, we're just going to call her Megan because that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys just gonna have to guess on the second one. <laughs> Could be anything. Um, so this is from Megan. I love your podcast. It's so cute. I'm a taxi driver in Louisville, Kentucky. Fun. And I constantly drive people that get ghosted while in my cab. The dream. The dream. Megan. <laughs> living it oh that's so exciting <laughs> i love a lady whenever i get in a cab in new york city and it's a lady i'm like oh, thank fucking god tell me everything <laughs> i just imagine i'm being <laughs> driven around by like a glorious Steinem type just yeah. like i came here in the 70s and i'm driving my cab it's like your fun aunt you're like let's just get into it my favorite and she spells it the british way because she's classy <laughs> She's not a goddamn barbarian like the rest of us. Megan, you classy bitch. My favorite is I drove someone to the apartment of their Tinder match. Oh my god. The guy was gonna pay for the ride, and so my fair and so my fair messaged him the amount like twelve dollars. Okay. And asked if she could wait in a cab due to it being cold out. I said, sure, because you're ladies and ladies have a bond. Yeah, of course. They look yeah. out for each other. So basically what's happening, because I feel like I remember being confused the first time I read it, but it was also because probably I was drunk or distracted. So basically, Megan is driving this girl who's on the way to see a guy she met on Tinder at his home, and she's texting him like, hey, dude, it was $12, and he was like going to Venmo her the amount or some shit. Yeah. Like pay, so, pay for it in some capacity. Yeah, so she doesn't have and to then, wait outside of his house and, and then, get right. serial murdered. She's waiting in the cab. So she's waiting in the cab outside with her Tinder match house. Bella Asbug, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I said, sure, and we see the person looking out the window to the cab. A good long five minutes passed. Which five minutes when you're waiting is a long, a long time. time. And they haven't come down. She's like, I'm sorry. And is going to ask where he went. But he has blocked her number on ten- <gasps> Tinder. She had what? no money on her. But I felt bad enough that I took her home with no charge. <gasps> I've had some version of the story at least four times. What? The men of Louisville, Kentucky have a lot to fucking answer for. Garbage. Garbage people. That is disgusting. This isn't, I cannot believe, I mean, I guess I can believe, I don't know, that it's happened that many fucking times that she's driven someone who's going to meet their date and then they just don't go. What's the point, guys? You just want to see if they'll, if the girl will come? Don't you want, this just goes back to so many discussions we have where like, don't you though just want the sex part or the like making out part or the having a drink with the lady part like don't you just want the part the human of, activity part of why you wanted them to come over like what the fuck is the point what was yeah what is that that you're like just an ego trip also i'm sure this girl was a beautiful girl and very smart but it's like it's not even like he's he looked at her and he was like oh she's actually not my type or something like she's sitting in a fucking cab right right just go meet her for a minute or like it's just like Okay, I get if people would be like, oh, it's the ego trip. But then wouldn't you want to have the ego trip plus the human contact part? 
You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you want, if it's just like you wanted to see how many girls you could get to just come over and be like, oh, good, got her. But then, like, don't you also want to do the part where you have what human interaction in with her? in your childhood? Yeah, seriously. That you just want a girl to come over, look at her through the fucking window, and then send her, and then block her number? I guess it makes no goddamn sense. Oh, my God. I just had a thought. What if it's, like, a young boy? <gasps> and he's like, my mom won't let me have people over. And oh so he's like, God. I'm just, like, going to screw with people. <gasps> Maybe that's, that's awful. Because there's no other explanation. It's so strange. Well, it's like if a guy is cheating, but then don't tell her unless then maybe the girlfriend then suddenly showed up out of the blue. But, but at then, least four times. That's crazy. I guess four times that it's like a twelve-year-old too is like pretty unlikely. People ain't right. Also, listen, Megan. Also, you're a saint because you drive these girls home, which you sh- which you should, which yeah. is responsible. Ladies got to look out for each other. Yeah, and. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I think Megan, you should start some sort of like investigative like initiative in Louisville and we'll support you emotionally. <laughs> and I'm I'm very <laughs> And just sort of you know, maybe next time if you feel safe and if you feel like no one will be in danger, maybe you and the young lady just go knock on the front door together and just say like hello good sir would you come to the door and then just like do a quick interview for them you can record it on your phone if you want i think you have to tell no, them i don't agree look with at this. the laws look Bang at the it, laws don't in do louisville this. Don't do this. <laughs> see if you can record without consent i don't know it's different in every state oh in kentucky yeah i imagine i imagine it's fine most things are fine in kentucky all right should we do another email sure this is from deanna i mean i'm not 100 percent recovered i just don't want to lie to you about it <laughs> <laughs> keep going feel your feelings I don't know I just I'm like very upset about this idea of like especially that they offer to pay the cab and then they do pull that crap yeah and that's it I don't have like I don't have a new interesting take on it I'm just upset (laughs) (laughs) you're correct to feel that way also Tanuki has faced the other direction in his chair away from us so I think he is upset like the men of Kentucky I think it's also because it's like I hate the good old boy oh yeah thing the worst and so I'm, just, and so now I'm just imagining that they're all like good old boys, just like yeah. oh, whatever, <laughs> however they talk. That was like an uncanny good old boys impression, <laughs> just like <laughs> thumbs pointing <laughs> in the direction. <laughs> good old boy. <laughs> all right, all right. Next, next email. This is from Deanna. Uh, Deanna, you're the first. You have a lovely picture that popped up um, next year. Everyone else was just like a blank ghost, but <laughs> um, you look very fun. Let's hang out next time Wait, that your you're in Astoria. Also, she had a fun email too, or email um, subject. It says, "I'm sending this for a friend. I swear." Parentheses. We are on my computer. <laughs> so, so let's read this and tell, and let's try to figure out what's going on. So I don't know that it's, it's from Deanna or it's from Deanna's email, but it's her friend, but, but it's signed Devin. So what I think is fun and interesting is they both have soap opera D names. Yes. That and Deanna and Devin, Devin, this is your ghosted story, presumably from Deanna's email, but why couldn't you log in to your personal email from Deanna's computer? Listen, let's not ask too many questions. I mean, that's fine. It's just like fun and cute. Okay. Because they're like having girl time. They're, they're have, drinking. They're like sharing emails. They're having like a real emotional time it's together. It's like very personal to Listen, share emails. Email us from whoever email address you want to. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Great. Okay. Dear ladies of ghosted stories, I currently live in San Francisco, the hub of 
uh, of online everything. I'm 29, single, and I feel like I have a good head on my shoulders. I'm sure you do, both of you. Bumble is my app of choice, and the men never disappoint. They're hot. In San Francisco. All capital letters, H-O-T. I'll send all my single friends. (laughs) One of my best friends from high school lives in San Francisco, and I think I need to connect all of you guys because she is not having as good of luck on the online dating scene. So we need to, like, set her up. Maybe she's not on Bumble. Okay. So I'm recently out of a long, drawn-out breakup with a boyfriend of two years and connected with someone on Bumble who I instantly vibed with. He so conveniently lived a couple blocks away. I love that. A lot of people call that, like, you know, a lot of people, um, I feel, have have scoffed at my affinity for when I was single dating in my neighborhood. Girl, you dated on your block. I was... We would have welcomed the neighborhood. Amazing. <laughs> Wait, who lives on my block? I don't know. I feel like you just go to the <laughs> bar that's downstairs and you'd be like, this is where all my boyfriends live. <laughs> boyfriends used guy. very loosely. Yeah, I know. I was going to say one guy. Okay. Anyway, point being, I support your decision to date someone a couple blocks away, Devin and or Deanna. She's saving the planet because she doesn't want to get in her car. Yeah. She's like, I'm in San Francisco. I'm like real crunchy. Fuck I walk that. into Redwoods. Redwoods. <laughs> Wedwoods. She walks in the Wedwoods. <laughs> She's like, I gotta save the earth and uh and swipes on the womble. Okay. <laughs> on our first date, we went to have dinner and on our first date we went to have dinner and drinks, which led to me staying in his place, but no sex was involved. We fell asleep cuddling as though we had been in love for years. I figured it was the perfected oh perfect arrangement. She did say perfected, which is fun, but probably meant perfect arrangement because I was just really looking for affection, but wasn't looking for anything serious. And he fit the mold of my ideal man. See, sometimes you just need a warm body. Mm -hmm. I saw him a few more times and ended up sleeping together casually. We would see each other on a weekly basis. Off the bat, he totally seemed like a stage five clinger, but I really didn't care. Again, because of the convenience. Girl, I feel you. (laughs) I feel you so hard you don't even know. He would text me multiple times a day, even when I wouldn't respond. It was great for me because I could either ignore him or reply and hook up. One night, he had just finished having sex, and he started telling me about how much he really liked me, and he normally doesn't meet women that he sees a future with, and I told him that I wasn't looking for anything too serious and was just out of a complicated situation and didn't want to get involved with anyone right now. He then told me that was something he would usually say. He told then told me that that was something he, he would usually say and was not used to hearing it from the other end. He claimed that he would never hurt me. All capitals. In the morning after sex. I have a feeling that was an empty promise. I, I have a feeling that that was. I didn't finish reading this email because I like knowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah. In the morning after sex. Duh. She said in parentheses. <laughs> I get up and see on my side of the bed a used condom wrapper that definitely wasn't ours. I knew this because we weren't using condoms. I was pissed at this point. I know, Devin. That's where you let us down. But it's okay. I mean, we've all made decisions in our life. We've all made decisions. As long as you, it was your decision, you felt okay about it. I was pissed at this point. Yes, I just told the guy the night before that I wasn't interested in anything, but come on. Number one, this guy just told me he wasn't going to hurt me. And number two, he was texting me all the time, acting like he wanted to be in a relationship. I initially didn't say anything, but I am terrible at covering up my feelings and he could tell something wasn't right. Right? We all are. He asked me what had happened and I blew him off. We were both on our way to work and said we would just talk about it later. Minutes later, he texted me asking what was wrong. I didn't reply for a few hours and he texted again. I just about died when I read, in all caps, you're not going to ghost me, are you? The night before, I told him about your podcast and how I thought you ladies were so funny and the stories were relatable. And he was... <laughs> <laughs> we are! They are! 
are. <laughs> you weren't wrong to tell him, Devin. Yeah. Um, he was obviously concerned. As he is, wait, he was concerned because she told him about ghosting. Oh, like this was about the podcast. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, he didn't right. know. Right, as existed. if he didn't know. Yeah. I replied, "No, I'm not going to ghost you. I'll tell you what's wrong." I let him call and basically let him dig his own grave. He did admit he had sex with someone a few weeks ago. Ew, clean your room. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? To his defense, he was a gentleman and apologized, felt really bad, and was embarrassed. On my side, it was an easy way out. He continued to send texts, and I never responded. His last mes- message to me was, I guess this is what it feels like to be ghosted. Boy, bye, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <laughs> bye. Middle fingers up, wave them hands high. I am sorry. Uh, Devin slash Deanna, that was delightful. That was fantastic. Thank you not only for sharing that with us and for um, the being wonderful ladies with fun names, but also just spreading the word about our podcast. That was very nice. Yeah, that was great. Anytime that you tell someone that you're going to ghost or <laughs> someone that you think might ghost like, you, you about the podcast solace in this in the next few weeks <laughs> i don't know why you're doing the lord's work i i mean she is right when the cleanliness thing it's amazing oh yeah how little some single men try where it's like hey buddy like like change your sheets like after you fuck somebody like that's so no it's like outside of their wheelhouse yeah like that's so disgusting um, but I mean, I don't know. I was going to say like, I'm not blameless, but I definitely don't keep used condoms in my room. So I was just trying to like well, be devil's just advocate. Rapper, though. It wasn't a used condom. Oh, is it just the wrapper? I thought. Hmm. Should we go to the tapes? Let's go to the tapes. I think it was Let's a wrapper. I mean, Let's a used back. condom would be unforgivable. Um, oh, no, no. I looked over inside of bed. A used condom wrapper that definitely wasn't ours. Okay. Got it. So just a wrapper. Okay. It's still though, like clean your shit. Yeah. Should we do one more? I won't say her name because I did not ask her permission if I could read this, but I will that between now and when we down. post it. I mean, not. anyone who knows us in IRL, yeah, don't tell us anything. Don't, if you t- don't want us to talk. It's about gonna it. end up on this podcast. I separated from my husband in January and began living life again. Good for you, girl. Very happy for you. If you're in a bad marriage, get out. Get out. No reason to stay. Everyone in. looks down on divorce. I'm like, listen. You made the tough choice and it was great. Absolutely. I feel that same way about people who are like, I called off my wedding a month before the wedding. And I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> great. It sounds like you didn't want to get married and you shouldn't have. Sounds like you made the right decision. Yeah. You're about like seven months away from finding a used condom wrapper on the side of your bed that it wasn't yours. Uh, that wasn't that serious though with Deb. She just wanted a warm body to cuddle. You never know. Okay. Um, so a lot of our friends knew about our separation. And one night I went out with a friend. Um, we took a selfie and she posted on Facebook a few weeks later, one of my ex-husband's fraternity brothers messaged me on Facebook and asked if I was at this bar that they were at. Um, turns out he saw the photo and told me he worked there. We chatted for a little and he said we should hang out soon. I agreed and we made plans to hang out. He is a four-year-old boy and recently went through, through a divorce also about a year ago. Very compatible. I've known this guy for years and was hanging out with him. Um, and hanging out with him was exciting since, 
we were friends and we went to college together. I went over to his house. We watched a movie and made out and engaged in oral sex. After separating, spicy. After separating from my husband, I was in a vulnerable state and not thinking clearly. We did a little too much too soon, but it's not that I didn't want to. I like the guy, but the me with a clear head probably would have been more careful. Let's stop there for a minute. I respect that she's thinking about these things or, or, you know, she's a lot of, it sounds like she has maybe not mixed emotions, but she's saying like normally maybe she wouldn't like fool around with the guy in the first date. She was just sort of like you're into what was happening. You're into what's happening. It sounds like he wasn't a stranger. Not that it would matter if he was a stranger, if you wanted to do that, yeah. but it's like you knew him, you went to college with him. He right. wasn't a stranger. You were in, it sounds like the mindset that you were like, yeah, like clean slate. Like I'm single again. Let's just get going on something. I don't, I don't think there, you have anything to like apologize for there. Again, the evil patriarchy. Yes. Telling making, you that you shouldn't want to like have oral sex with a guy. <laughs> ever watch or like what, yeah like Where it's like it's up it's up to you and if that's something that in the moment you were comfortable with and you were interested in then like that's all that you don't yes need to if you felt it. good about the situation end of yeah story no apologies yep so she goes on to say we hung out for about a month talking texting having dinner watching movies and one day i woke up with a sore down below in my lady parts i didn't think much of it um thinking like oh something was shaving or whatever i cut I mean, myself there, it's a complicated it's a complicated area. Yeah. I had a really bad ingrown hair the other day that I like thought I was never going to get over. You guys, I did. <laughs> um, I got paranoid and decided to go to the doctor. She tested me for herpes and I was totally freaked out. Uh, I called the guy and asked him if he had ever had cold sores and he said he used to get them all the time. I told him I went to the doctor and she did a swab for herpes and the test came back positive. <gasps> ah! But listen, also... I want to make a PSA here for real. It's like one in four people or something like that. Like it's a very common thing. No, it's a super common thing and you can Mm -hmm. get it. Even if you take precautions, like you can be using protection and still get it. Oh yeah. Because it can still be like, just like your parts like touching. Um, yeah, we had this girl on when I worked on girl code live, and I should actually look, I'll, I'll maybe even put this in the description because I need to look up this really awesome girl who's a young girl in her 20s who has herpes and she's very candid about it. And she's a big advocate for just sort of like, you know, n- normalizing it to a degree and like destigmatizing it because mm-hmm. she's like, yo, like I'm not a dirty slut. Like, yes, no. I have sex, but I always used protection and I was safe and I didn't have an exorbitant amount of partners. I had a normal amount of part, you know, whatever normal yeah. is, but and happen you know like it, it can happen to anybody and it doesn't make you less than and she still is very no she's out sti there makes you anyone no. less than and it's just very upsetting that it is still such a stigmatized you know what i mean like guys we're it, it can it shouldn't be stigmatized but also take precautions mm-hmm. when you have sex of course and, be safe you know she has a right to be mad yes absolutely um for sure she has a right to be mad but no one should feel any shame. So she called oh, the guy. This is a no shame podcast. This is a very inclusive podcast. Um, okay. So he used to get cold, so- cold sores all the time. Um, it came back positive. He told me he was sorry and he was tested back in November for STDs and it came back clear. He'd said he was going to get tested and would let me know on Monday. We made plans to hang out that same week and he bailed on me twice saying his son was sick and he was working. Uh, Don't you use your kid like that. Yeah, never. After he canceled on me the second time, he totally ghosted and never responded to my questions about STD testing. Oh, this guy. 
I would text him telling me how unfair it was what he did to me and he would never respond. Wow, that's low. He added me on Instagram after this, but never would respond to my question about him going to get tested. What? What This is is fucked up. This guy is like screw loose. To this day, I have no idea if he got tested, but I do know that I'm not infected with the HSV1 virus from his mouth after he gave me oral sex. Luckily, it's the HSV1 virus. Oh, wait. Yeah, luckily it's the HSV1 virus and I'll never have an outbreak down below again. So I guess point being, I don't know the technological things, but I Uh guess it's like the one, there are different like strains of whatever. And so basically like you can sometimes have it and it's not the like permanent virus. It's just like almost as if you had a cold sore on your vagina, just like you get a cold sore in your mouth. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those things like we all have like, you've had the virus in you and it's just like how it manifests itself. I'm not a doctor. I'm probably saying things that are false, well, but mean, it's like, here's the thing. There's, there's no different strains research of research to anything we say. No, we're just we're talking about nothing and we're drunk. So please up, up our asses. So don't take any Wikipedia, advice this shit. But I do think that's true because I have a good friend who has not recently, but like used to get really bad cold sores yeah. on her mouth and her thing. This was in college. This was like 10 years ago, but she would always be like a, well, at least I can't get herpes of the vagina because I have it in the mouth. Like they're two different things. Yeah, exactly. So I think this guy yes. had that yes. herpes of the mouth, but it's not an STI. No, exactly. It's just like a thing. It's just a thing. And I think then you like what she's saying is you actually can like it can be down there, but it won't stay forever the way if you get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, you should Wikipedia this. Um, <laughs> so the fact of the matter is I was only... I was only with one guy my entire life, my husband. Oh, good for you. Or that's very impressive. That's a choice that you made. I'm not going to pass any judgment on it either way, but true. That was a choice you made. That was great. And I lost my good judgment one day and ended up with the herpes virus. So that's my story. The fucker. That's my story. The fucker ghosted me and never took responsibility for giving me an STD. Again, I'm very lucky. It's not the HSV two virus and I haven't had an outbreak since the first one, but he should be ashamed of himself for not acting like a man and take responsibility for what he did to me. You are so fucking right, yeah. girl. That's crazy. I'm sure he listens to this podcast and that we'll hear from Who him d- soon after America this. Does. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. I'm glad that, I mean, at least thank goodness that everything worked out with your health. And I mean, yeah, you tried to call him out. It, people just want to run from their fucking problems. You know? Yeah. People don't want to take responsibility. Um, Hopefully this guy has not been giving his mouth herpes to other girls since then. I can't believe it's also like, not that it makes it any, like it would be better if it was a stranger, but like this is the dude you knew went to college with. And he's just like, yo, going to put some mouth herpes in your vagina. And then just like deuces, just like never again. I feel like that's such an important conversation. And it's like, I feel like anybody at this stage, it's like you and I are of a certain age and we definitely grew up with like, TLC and like yeah were they let's talk about sex no that was salt and pepper that was salt and pepper but uh, who Chelsea and I had seen together early on in Yay! our friendship and it was oh a, it was a magical evening so magical at BB Kings but um, so magical but no but they were huge on um that's why Lisa left eye Lopez in the she wore the condom on her left epidemic. eye yeah. yeah that's why they were big on safe sex and and that's was their big one of their big messages yeah and I feel like it's a thing that like. You know, we, or I'm like a mid eighties baby and I guess you're early eighties and it's like, you know, I definitely grew up with the sort of the specter of that. And so I feel like for me, it's very, it's still very serious. And I think now maybe for younger generations or something, it's just like, they don't, 
They're not as worried, maybe? I don't think they're as worried. It's very interesting. And I want to say I want to say that there was research that I read. I I mean, I'm using that term very loosely. It was, you know, like a Refinery29 <laughs> article. article. Yeah, too. exactly. But, you know, it was something about how millennials are more... But I mean, we are technically older millennials, but that the younger generation are more cavalier about safe sex about stds and stuff and a little yeah and it's interesting it seems like somehow us in this maybe you know micro generation and then of course gen x it just it just somehow i mean gen x doesn't they they did they that was aids for them right yeah because i remember when i was younger it was like having sex meant you were gonna have a baby or you're gonna die of aids right yeah Right. Neither has been true for me, thank God. But it's like the idea of not having safe sex is very foreign to me. And I think that for younger generations, it's not as foreign. Right. Because I think they're a little bit removed from everything that happened. Right. Um, All right, guys. Listen, (laughs) if you have sex, use a condom unless you're in a relationship and you've and everybody's been tested and you are on birth control or using the rhythm method yeah or else just the consequences are yours to own you know like we're not here to judge in a very real way starting (laughs) soon (laughs) you guys this has been a treat we love you all please keep emailing us ghost of story podcast at gmail we're gonna read uh, more listener emails as episodes go on obviously we'll do more of these dedicated episodes uh, subscribe to us on iTunes give us a rating whatever you think that just helps other people find us yeah. tell a friend tell someone you're gonna ghost tell an enemy <laughs> tell anybody about the podcast and uh, we'll see you guys next week see you next week boo, boo.